welcome to Conversations on Karate. I'm Sue. I'm Greg. And it's another UFC uh, under the spotlight, which means only one thing. We have the third, let's call him official third host, Mr. <laughs> Matt Jardine. Dunna. Morning all. Um, Here we oh, are we again. could put sound effects Morning, in Matt. for when Matt comes in. Yeah. <laughs> like a doing. Yeah. <laughs> we need some... We need some ASMB, we need some, you know, remember, you remember Roadrunner? Yeah. Gotta have something like that. <coughs> uh, I will apologise to everyone listening. If you hear coughs throughout this. And sniffs. Uh, sniffs, coughs, and just general wheeziness. We um, are the health station. 105.8, yeah. the health station. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm recovering from COVID, so that's why. Oh. And still, see that how committed is are you to your UFC? Well, review? you know, the audience means that much to me, Matt. Brought to you live from my deathbed, you know, and all. <laughs> yes. And very shortly, brought to you dead from my deathbed. <laughs> yes. No, we're, we're all we're all good. Oh, well, hope you get better soon, Mister Greg. Yes. Some other people are going to have to uh, have to get better after some whackings at the weekend, right? There was some heavy Ooh. leather thrown. Haw, yes, haw, there was. Haw. Yes, there was. Wow. Where do we start? We're going to start well, at the bottom of the main and work up. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Let's. Who we got then? Madsen and Madsen. <clears throat> uh, Danish uh, wrestling Olympian yes. dude. Yes, versus yes. Uh, just crazy fighter, back tattoo, moustache. Yeah, like. moustache was yeah. the thing. Yeah. I like yeah. I think he's insane. Yes, he um, is. That first fight was precisely what we were talking about last week, about how you can just smother and... T- I mean, that's that was fire blanket 101, wasn't mm-hmm. it? That was an even fight going into third, and then the third being went down. There's nothing else you can do. Not that interesting, not not one particularly that would be memorable, but it stops the knockouts and it stops the strikes. And and from a sporting context, there it got the decision. I mean that that's that one oh one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, not much else to say about that fight, really. No, no, I agree with you. I, there was very little. So I, I had notes here, and I was I even in my own notes where I could make up anything I wanted. I couldn't find much else to say. Did you make predictions, <laughs> by the way? Uh, I forgot to. Should we? Shall I tell you them now? Because I forgot. But okay. I, I'll tell you honestly what I had. All right. So I didn't do that first one. I had um, Mackenzie and Tisha Torres. I had Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. Hamza and Gil. I really didn't. I really didn't know. I had a 50-50 pick'em, which I know sounds a bit like a duck out, but that's what I had. <laughs> Um, Aljame and Sterling, I had Aljame by rear naked choke, and uh, Volk and um, Korean zombie, I had Volk, yeah, yeah. Right. I, 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 my, I could get them up now. Mine was so I had Madsen by unanimous decision, okay, I had uh, Mackenzie by submission. Uh, yeah. I went mad. I was with you and I thought this is a 50-50. It's either going to be Hamza 
I thought, is either going to be Hamzat knocks him out early or Gil's going to take the decision? Okay. So I went with Hamzat. Yeah. Uh, Jan, I had for ultimate decision and, and Volk, unanimous decision as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, fair enough. Sue? I didn't um, <clears throat> necessarily decide how I thought they were all going to win, yep. but I did think um, Madsen to win. Um, I thought Mackenzie would win. Um, I thought that Jan would win. Mm-hmm. I thought that Volkanovski obviously would win. And I thought that Hamzat would do it, but I figured he would do it um, on the ground submission, something like that. Okay. I, I not yeah, okay. I didn't think I didn't think he would actually Gill is a different level. Like Gill and McKenzie. So there's jujitsu, there's UFC MMA jiu-jitsu, and then there's high-level jujitsu, the David yeah. Myers, the McKenzie's, the Gilburns, and that's a different it's, I didn't I didn't honestly think he'd ever get submitted, probably if anything, KO, but yeah. All right, so we so we went from Madsen Pichel, which was it was fine. It was you know, one of those, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So Mackenzie and Tisha Torres. This is exactly, this is just exactly what we're talking about in fire blanketing, right? Is that it is easier to get hold of your opponent. I know she didn't get a down and finisher, but your other option as a striker is to either move three times the distance to stay away, right? which then negates any striking you can do because you're basically on your bike all the time, which is exactly why Tisha, in my view, why Tisha Torres lost that because she spent so much time moving. She didn't actually do very much. Yeah. So there's no judge really, although it was a split decision, so there obviously was one judge. No judge could particularly say she was really winning that, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think once or your striking has to be so, 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 so good, like an incredibly stiff jab that you, you catch the runner. But in the, in the end, the, the kind of the numbers, the stats always seem to get the good level grappler. You know, that's why wrestling is such a staple. Um, so I thought Mackenzie had that the whole time. And her, she's, it's really interesting watching grapplers or people who haven't, do, who haven't done striking, right? No matter how much you train on the pads, the thing you can't train for is getting hit in the face, right? Because it changes the way you do things. And when Mackenzie was first trained, remember, um, she was very floppy. She's like baby giraffe stuff. When she got hit, she was very floppy. She's losing that a bit now. She's still a bit. You'll see if she gets hit too much, she goes into it. But you can see her work with Perillo is really, really coming on. And also mm. what you can't take away from her, people, people forget how high level. I've... Um, <laughs> Three Euros I've been at, three European championships, and I've watched her kind of live. And you don't realise how high level she is. So she brings over a level of, prof- like Roger, right? Yeah. They bring over a, profession- a level of professionalism and, and competitiveness that makes them killers everywhere. So even mm. her striking's coming on. It's not good by any means, but it's getting getting better. So I, I, I personally, I know a lot of people don't agree, agree, but I agree with that decision win for sure. In fact, I would have had it not as split, but as unanimous. What, no, I was going to say, yeah, I didn't have it as a split. No. I thought she was far more, the, the threat was was far more apparent from her. Yeah, yeah. What, and that Kimura was, would have been nasty, right? I thought that shoulder was going to go, but mm. those little Tisha Torres arms didn't quite get back, but yeah. uh, you could imagine that shoulder popping, right? 
Mm-hmm. I yeah, thought she was sure. super aggressive in that. She was just seemed to me to be just coming forward and forward and forward. So much Mackenzie. Yeah. 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 All the time coming forward. I was really impressed by her. I thought she was great. And I just love that standing. That standing Kimura was just amazing. You know, it was, and that and jumping guard as well. I mean, again, it's incredible. If you if you're an average, if you're if you're a good um, grappler, jumping guard's not a good idea. But if you're an exceptional grappler like Mackenzie Dern, then clearly you can get away with it. And it's, yeah. it's just really, really nice work. I like to watch great jiu-jitsu the way they move. Sterling actually, we'll talk about him later, but he's the same. He's the same. You see how he transitions. I know, I know I've jumped there, but the way he transitioned from a sort of half, not even a full back turn, Peter Yan turns uh, back turn, take down into that kind of crab mount. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like, you didn't even notice, it just blends. It's very, yeah. very, very, very good. It's, it's good, really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else to say on Dern and Torres? No. Before we move on to a potential fight of the year. Fight of the year. In Hamza and Gilbert Burns. Yeah. I, I think that... Um, I like obviously I I have a vested interest in Burns and I do like Hamza as well, right? But I do think <laughs> I think the Hamza train is now done. The route to finish, the route to beat him is now out in the open. Now that isn't to say he's not exceptional. He is exceptional, but what Gill did is showed that he's completely human. Right, 100%. and I don't think now people will be ducking <coughs> Hamza. So first, I, go on. Sorry, no, I don't think people will duck him, but I don't think the hype train's done. Do you not think so? No, because I was. I mean, I know I had him by knockout. That was wishful thinking. Yeah. Realistically, he wasn't going to go in there and take Gil out. I mean, he Gilbert Burns number two in the world, and he he put on a a very good performance against Usman. He dominated Wonderboy. Like he's, he's not like anyone Hamza's faced before. And it's a big step up. Yeah. So I think people will think the hype train's done, but I think in Hamza's next fight, potentially they'll go, Oh yeah, actually we forgot he was this good Mm. because Burns is also this good. So I'm going to, and this is a bit of a pariah thing. So <laughs> I know Gil dropped Usman with a punch, right? But I would argue <clears throat> that the difference between number two and Usman is a lot. I love Gil, right? I'll say this publicly, and I hate to say this, but he's not quite that number one status, nor as in champion or maybe will ever be. Yeah. I think there's a massive gap. Wonderboy Thompson, huge Thompson fan, but he's also at the back end of his career. They're not massive people to compare against, in all honesty. It's a, it's a division which has Usman a lot better than the others, yeah. and then a sort of fading group. So when you say, oh, he's number, he's number two, it's not the greatest number two. If yeah, you're in, if you, and, and I'm guilt. I love you, man. I'm just saying, not to be clear, not that I can do any better, but we're, we're talking rather than me fighting, right? So it's a, like in the lightweights, 
the ones, twos are so close and also high level, but that level, it's just a little bit different. So I'm, I'm thinking, and, and no doubt, I'm sure uh, Jemayev will be, will end up champion. Absolutely sure. No thing he'll grow. But I think the big drama, the big hype train is not as true as it was now because it isn't the most solid division of all of them. That's my view. It's That's filled with point. people who are on the end of their careers and just kind of, you know, yeah. no, Gil will, I, I, God, I wish he got championship status, but I think he's always just going to come under. His striking, which has started well now, has started a little bit late for him to then to be champion. If he was maybe five years younger, I'd, I'd agree. So, yeah, so I, I don't, I, so I, that's why I still think that people won't duck Jemayev anymore because they're like, oh, okay, he's beating an old, yeah. That's, that's my view on that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I just think he's, you know, this is, he's still coming on. This will have taught him a huge amount. And um, yeah, he'll, he'll find out that he's not invincible as well. Yes. Which will probably do him a lot of good, you yeah. know? So, I mean, he is just getting started. So I think that if there's anything to him, and I think there is, he'll just keep improving now. Yeah. Yeah. One you thing know, I don't think there's absolutely no doubt there's, there's lots to him. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think so. I think he's obviously a very talented guy. I think, I think he, he went too mad. To the media. I think it's to the media with their whole, it's one thing or another in the end, right? Or well, you still have to remember that it's, humans getting into a cage punching each other and joking each other and there is still it's a human based thing and it's so easy for us all to kind of you know sit behind keyboards and microphones and guys this this and this and just to forget i mean you guys you're, you're training for your own event so you realize actually in the end it comes down to human beings putting themselves on the line and i think it's always good to uh remember that and and for me that fight brought that back to it. it took away all the kind of the extra and went oh that's just two fellas it could have been the girl well Mackenzie and Torres had another one as well solid fighters having to do really hard work I think it's always important to remember that yeah I think I, Hamzat said this afterwards he said he, he wasn't happy because he ignored his corner and he went to try and kill him yeah and you compare that to Volkanovsky we'll talk about in a bit who he said who completely took his corners. Yeah. Aside. What they told me to do is I just That's a really good point. Greg. He went out That's there and he was like, I'm going to hit you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go mad, but I will hit you and I will finish you. I'm not going to chase a finish, but you're going to get finished. Yeah. Times that went out and was like, I'm going to finish you in the first round. Cause that's what I do. Yeah. And then when it doesn't happen, he got cranky. He got kind of like, yeah, he got a bit worked up. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a that's, that's a really good point. But that's and experience. It, exactly. Well, here's that's the thing: it. it is experience. If remember, experience is own experience, though, or you only experience is always experience. But you only learn from experience if you choose to. So the question would be: if the kind of the whole psycho I smash take on everyone, yeah. there's a point where experience, like Volkanovsky, you would you would if Volkanovsky said, "I'm going to learn from my losses," you'd be like, "I 100% believe that guy." Yeah. Rugby background, thinkers, thinkers, yeah. bam psychos <clears throat> that kind of psycho mentality which i you know um yan for me yan and uh hamsat have that kind of psycho i want to take the world right i wonder how teachable they are i mean i don't know I don't work with them that's a really good but point. my yeah. first impression is are you teachable will you learn from this or will you just next time because already in his in his presser he's like i'm going to train harder so i can basically be the smasher essentially when you yeah okay that might not be maybe the uh, thing you'd learn from this was to listen to your corner first 
Yeah, yeah but, but that isn't his first reaction. His... So I wonder if he's the character who can learn from experience. Again, time will tell. Time will Did um, you see his corner, though? I didn't. They were going fucking mental were at they? one point. Like screaming at him, I'm like, that's not helpful. Oh, no, on the on the on the in betweens. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, I did. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Going, oh, you know, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. yeah, and that sort of, yeah. I just don't think that is. I mean, I'm not Hamza, so I don't know. Maybe he responds to that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But for if that was me, I would be like, dude, shut the fuck up. Just tell me what. <laughs> like, speak calmly to me. Yeah. I'm about yeah. to get my face punched in. I don't need you shouting at me as well. Yeah, like, chill no, out. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I mean, and we and you do have to take into account as well as the skills, a massive part of a of a fighter are their personality and their temperament. Yeah. Only a certain amount can be taught before the character then translates it as it translates. And then and that and you, we've seen downfall of people before who just who who can't listen to instruction, who just it's my way or the highway. So yeah. if you said if you if if um, Volk's lost, you'd be like he's going to learn from that. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson going to learn from that. All those kind of guys. Hamza, I don't know yet, but then you see that's his fifth fight we've seen in UFC. We'll see. We'll see, won't we? We'll see his next fight. If he comes out crazy, then you know, okay, maybe he doesn't. Yeah. Because that is a, a clear issue he had was he just, you could tell he wanted to take his head off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Burns, though, good, right? Burns will step in anywhere. Yeah. Just Gil is just, will we'll do that. And I just yeah. I just love him for that. When everyone else was, you know, passing up on the fight, yeah. they were like, yeah, let's do it. We're free. You're free. I'm free. Let's let's do it. Yeah. So all respect to oh, him. Absolutely. I wish, I, I really wish he gets his dreams. And more importantly, if he doesn't, I want him to know, at least from my perspective, that, that not getting every dream doesn't mean you failed. Mm. You know what I mean? That doesn't have, you don't have to hang your hat on that. You know, you, you, he has already done like a hundred times what most people just will never do in their lives. So not to reach that very last bit, the belt doesn't make you any lesser of a human being and a, an athlete. And I mean, that's, that's the message I'd like. For him. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. That sounds really good. So shall we um shall we finish just there and then start again and jump back in for yep. Jan and Sterling? Yeah. Yeah, a lot to talk about on this one. So Piotr Jan. Piotr Jan and Aljo Sterling. Aljo Sterling. Cool. Aljo would have been, I think, a good fit for the recent Oscars, wouldn't he? From his first fight. From his first fight. And imagine if he got up and slapped Chris Rock. Would be a different story, wouldn't it? <clears throat> Would have been a very different story. So, so this is your career. So Anthony Smith carried on fighting against John Jones, got the loss. Everyone forgot that happened. And there's a loss on his card and probably a significant amount of money. Yes. Aljo was clearly need in the head. And that, by the way, wasn't a little shot. Yes, it's oh, not. God, no. It's still, I mean, we've all been kicked in the head, right? And you think, oh, that's going to leave me a bit buzzed. I got, need in, the, I got need in the head last night, lightly. And it leaves and you shaky like, for a yeah, while. Like that. So then you have a choice. Do I play the rules and kind of get, you know, get the DQ or whatever? 
it's a tricky one. No, we're I not, see. we don't make our money that way. No. So it's really difficult to say, but I'm, I, I mean, said to you know, Sue I'm not a big night. fan of him then celebrating like whatever, whatever. That's but exactly what just, I said. If you're talking the knee to the head and should I carry on for, you know, and what's the difference? Remember, bearing in mind that most fight, I'm not sure he's deal, but the deals I know of guys, right? You get your show fee. Yeah. And your win fee. Yeah. And your win fee. Yeah. So let's say he's on 50, 50, a hundred grand and 50 grand, obviously is a big difference. Mm. So if you're then potentially going to lose, and this is your wages, um, I'm going to, I think I might have done the same. Dan, Dan Hardy had a really good perspective on it. And I kind of tend to agree with it is that. Go on. I, but like I said to you last night, Sue, I didn't have a problem with the decision of him um, getting the belt and being, you know, the weird, because it was an illegal knee and it was a, a hard knee. What I had a problem with was, like you said, was his celebration the next day. Yeah. Yeah. But Dan Hardy said he shouldn't have had to get to that point. The official should have called the fight immediately. It shouldn't have been up to him to have to put on a performance to convince anyone that he wasn't fit to fight. Because no. it was clearly illegal. There was no way it wasn't illegal. And it wasn't and it was a hard knee. The official yeah, should have been like, this knee. these are the rules. This is over. This is finished now. This isn't a point deduction. Look at the state he's in already before he starts acting. This is done. It shouldn't have been up to Aljo to put on that performance and then being asked, are you fit to continue? Are you fit to continue? You can look at him and see he's not fit to continue. Just the ref yeah, should have just been that's like... That's a fair point. Exactly. No. And you do, you play within the rule sets. You know what I mean? It's the yeah. rule sets are within the rule sets. So, I, yeah, I didn't have a... Yeah. That's what it's what that is, which then but then it did line this this up quite nicely. Um, and it sort of went other than the uh, I, I thought Aljo would get the finish, actually. Mm -hmm. but other than that, it kind of went how I thought it would go. It went the complete opposite to how I thought it was going to go. Did it? Did it really? I honestly the whole week I was thinking I, someone at work was saying, what do you think? I said, honestly, I think Jan's just going to smash him. I said, I really think he's in Aljo's head. Looking at the, the press conference, I thought yeah. I thought he just owned him. Like, I thought he was just... I thought Aljo was just not ready for this. And he mm. proved me wrong. Now, to be fair, like I, I messaged you after, and I said, I had it 3-2 Jan based on that first round. Because I thought the, the pressure Jan put on him was insane in that first round. Even though there wasn't a lot done, he yeah. controlled the space. Well, he walked forwards. If you he can call did. that controlling space, because he, yes, he walked forward and he, you know, but, but again, it's a little bit like Tisha Torres. There wasn't a ton done. The most That's dominant true. action, the stuff that you remember from that fight, I would suggest, not telling you what you think, but were Aljo being yeah. all over Yan on the Absolutely. floor, almost taking his neck. Yeah. What else could you remember? Yeah. Well, I, I remembered Yan walking forwards in his normal way. Did yeah. he do anything significant? Not really. No. What That's do why I don't, I don't have a problem Running with the around. Sterling win at yeah. all. When they announced Sterling, I was like, well, yeah, fair enough. Like yeah. When, I, when uh, Yan was like, and they were like, I feel I was robbed. Like, no, you weren't robbed. It you wasn't a robbed. robbery. No, it was, it was a close fight. It could have gone either way. And I don't think anyone would have had a problem if it went the other way either. It it, it was close. Yeah. I um, would have been surprised if it had gone the Yan way. Because even in the when they were saying he, he clearly won the fourth and fifth, we didn't do anything on the ground. No, he, he was uh, there was no control. 
uh, Aljo was turning straight out of stuff. He had his hand around his waist while he was in turtle, but there was no, there was no control. There was no devastating ground and pound. If anything, you had three pretty uninspiring rounds, one, four, and five, and then two dominant rounds. Did I get the right way around? Two and three. Yeah. Um, Have the scorecards come out yet, by the way? Huh? Have the scorecards come out? Uh, because I mean, no. even though he won the last two rounds, they weren't, they were no way 10 8 rounds. Got a four, so 48, the first two, two judges went 48 47. How did they score 40, the rounds? I don't know. I haven't got oh, it doesn't there. say. No. Okay. No, just the 48 47 times two and then 47 48. Um, yeah. So there was just one round. But he, as I say, even the last two, even, even though Aljo wasn't dominating, Yan didn't do anything. It wasn't really anything going on that no. you'd go, oh, that was notably dominant. And I do feel, again, that stole what people, you know, people go, oh, Jan's going to come forward, he's this machine. I think, again, a lot of people will look at that and go, oh, we've got a route to success now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I thought immediately, as soon as the fight started, you could tell Aljo was, he, he was a different fighter than the last time. Yeah. You remember the first round of the last time he poured everything on. Yeah. He did. He, he fell over. Went. He just constantly doing running. Yeah. Spinning kicks and and tripping. I watched it um the other day before this. Yeah. And he 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 fell over so many times. He was just going for he, he was just overcommitting. And... So much nervous energy. And yeah. uh he was <laughs> a different man this time. He, he was. was a completely different man. He was in control of himself. And he was determined. I think that's the feeling that I got from him so much. He was in charge of himself and he was determined. No matter what anything else about personalities, I think. And, and I thought he, you know, did so much ground control. I, I get what you're saying, Matt. And I don't think I know enough to, to kind of notice that there wasn't all the ground and pound. I was just noticing that Jan was helpless for a long time. No, I, I, in those two rounds, definitely. I, me I meant when um, Jan had Sterling down. Yeah, there yeah. was no okay, yeah. real exactly. domination. But you're right. When Sterling was on Jan's back, um, constant domination. Yeah. He had that body triangle on all the way through. Yeah, and it was, was just nice. a I, I'm just as amazed he didn't finally find the net. I was really expecting him to get it. Yeah. And when he sprawled him on his, on his, so he rolled on his front and sprawled him, I could just feel that myself in the lower back. Yes. Going, I'm going to tap from that. I'm out of there just from that. Yeah. I have tapped from that. <laughs> I have tapped from that. I absolutely many times for sure. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm pleased. Uh, I, I am pleased was, for Sterling. That's correct. Sorry. I'm pleased. I'm pleased for Sterling. I think it's going to do a lot for him, um, putting a lot of his doubters to, to bed. Yeah, he earned that. I'm pleased for him. And I loved his. Uh, by the way, the nicknames for TJ Dillashaw. <laughs> TJ what was Needle it? TJ Needleshaw. <laughs> And TJ Pillershaw. I thought that was great. So that'll be an interesting fight if that comes off. I think it will come off. I don't, I, to be honest, I don't think Dillashaw really deserves it. But no. who else, who else is going to, who else is there really? Yeah. I don't think there is anyone in that, in that division, is there? I mean, there is, but in terms of a fight seller, Dillashaw is the one that's going to sell tickets, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. No, that was, it was good. It was, um, I mean, I, I, you know, 
I'm not a, whatever their antics are on or off camera, I'm not bothered about, but the fight itself, I do like Sterling's transitions and he's, he works with Sarah, you know, so he's a Henzo. I was going to say, is, is, was Sarah not in his corner? <clears throat> no, they, so Sarah doesn't now, I don't know if this is still, but a while ago, there was a, a fallout. I remember something about that. They're yeah. friends. They're still friends. And so I they still train. I think they still train. But Sarah basically said, I would never do his corner again. And I don't really? know the exact details. Yeah. Um, he'll just leave it to Longo and the others. So I don't know the full details, but the fact that he wasn't there means that I, my, I suspect that's still in play, as it were. Mm. But um, Sterling, you know, Henzo Black Belt under, I think, I don't know, is he under Henzo? Matt was or is yeah it's just a different level again we're talking great level grappling and that's my point again that you cannot come into the cage without good level grappling because it does suffocate even the best punches and and yanni is a superb strike a superb boxer superb boxer but you showed here how you can at least negate it to a Mm. to a degree yeah i do take a lot from watching yan though personally as a striker, as 100%. Someone, as someone yeah. who's, who's learning very much, I, I look at him and I see a, um, a, a stance and a, and a fighting style that I really admire. It's just, I, I watch all the time his, his guard. So high and tight. It's so, I, I, it seems to me anyway, you guys might have something else to say, but it seems to me like it's just a really effective guard. He's so mm. tight on his head that he can just take a lot that comes at him, which is, is, is that why he can, can you know, stay in the centre and so much? Because his guard is so effective. He can... I think he's, he just has a, a lot of faith in his defence, doesn't he? I yeah, think. he does. Yeah. And it, it's good. I, I like will say, I him. he's a little bit upright. He's very boxing. He is very, very boxing. boxing. He's very upright. So I, I would suggest that the, his, his route is... Because he's upright, it does leave him more open for takedowns. However, he also clearly has great wrestling defense as well. He has that sprawl. Mm-hmm. But if you've got someone committed to the takedown with upright, because you're upright, you've got to bend to sprawl, right? So that yeah. in itself is already one extra step. So an average takedown person won't get you. But if you chain your takedowns together, you'll catch him, which is exactly what Sterling did. He chained two or three takedowns. He didn't have one takedown uh Jan sprawls he had two or three collectively yeah. and you'll, you'll catch him on the third one or at least force him to half turn away boom sterling's on his back and that happened in the two rounds that he dominated it was yeah. precisely the same attack yes yeah he uh, he did well it's a it's a good one to know isn't it to notice that you know having several takedowns chained together what to do if if and if so that if the first one works, that's great. But then if that doesn't work, then you've got the next one. And obviously he knows how Jan's going to behave because he fought him before. So he knows that he sprawls. So yeah, he's chained them together so that he can continue working. Exactly. And yeah. that the key is in all at this level, you have to chain. Naked shots, single shots on their own rarely work unless you're against mm. an average fighter, right? So once you chain twos, threes, and all the greats, so go over to... Um, no gi for example and you've got gordon ryan and dana a lot and they're always talking about chaining you watch this level chaining one twos threes mackenzie dern it's the one attack to the other to the other it's the threes and the fours and the fives it's the relentlessness which also yeah. it, it's in the chaining but it's also in the attitude of chaining which is if this doesn't work 
oh no no their attitude if this doesn't work it's okay because i know you're going to this one if that is okay and i will get you which is a little bit fire blanket at yeah. some point i'm going to smother you yeah and, <laughs> yeah. and once you add that faith to it it becomes quite a quite a, a tactic right mm, for mm. sure for sure one thing I will say about Jan is I think he was a bit too emotional last night or whenever it was Saturday night. Yeah. Normally he's yeah. a, he is very cold, calculated and just like, Matt. yeah. I saw a description of him the other day, patient killer. I yeah. Thought, yeah. Patient killer. I, lo I love that description for him. But I thought like in the first round, like I said, he was marching forward and he, he kind of looked like I'm just going to fucking kill you. Like, yeah. And I exactly. was like, Oh, I don't know if I, this is, I don't like. They're not the attitudes calm. you want. Are they? They're, again, I put, I put Jan and Hamza under the same sort of uh, psychotic, not quite all there. Um, I sent you a scream, <laughs> didn't I, by the way, did you see that? What was it? The scream that from um, Piotr Jan in the way in. Oh yeah, I, yeah, well, the scream, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was hilarious. That was a little bit hilarious, but oh, that was in, that was intimidating. But uh, but I do that slightly psycho kind of you know that sort of a little bit, and 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 I'm not sure it's the best thing. I still that's for me, and we'll come on to it. But that's why Volk has Volk is for me everything is, in place mentally, physically yeah. has is ferociously driven without because being the psycho is a little bit unhinged. I think you need to have a little bit of um, softness and humor to take the edge off. Otherwise, when your psycho way doesn't work and it breaks, you've got nothing else. Yeah. Whereas when you're a bit looser with your attitude, a bit more kind of, you can, you can move around that. You can be something else. Fighting isn't all about, I believe, isn't all about the aggression. You have to think on your feet. It's not about the most aggressive. Mm. That's why I love Mackenzie's stuff. Always, always smiling. Don't underestimate that. Roger Gracie, the most humble guy I know, but you don't get in there with him. No, no, please don't. It's the ability, good fighting is the ability to switch on and off, to be able to have a really, to be nice to everyone. And then when it's time to get on and smash them to do that. I don't think the one way is particularly conducive to championship status. No. No, That's you're right. No, I, no. Well, that's why, to be honest, I, sorry, Sue, I was just going to say, I, I, I really will go on to Volk in a minute, but he, for me at the moment is kind of the epitome of what an MMA champion should be is I just think there's everything is just on point of how it should be. He's not overcommitted. He's not over aggressive. He's not under aggressive. He's just the right level of everything. I agree with you. And, I yeah, we'll come on to him in a minute, but yeah, we'll talk about that. I have some, I have some thoughts about, but I, I, I'm the same as you. He for me is my, if I am uh, case studying someone to follow, it's all day, all day, everything about him, just he's, the, the, and and uh, are we going on to him now? Shall we? What did you have anything else to add, <laughs> Sue? I cut you off. I'm sorry. It's okay. I was um I was just gonna talk about the fact that he's he's very um. I'm trying. I'm always trying to find out what it is that links the fighters that I like best. Okay. Mm. What it is that they have in common. Vol uh, Volkanovski is very. Um, he's real. He's funny. He's very centered. He's very generous. I think in his spirit. And the the other ones that I like, Israel, 
again, he's really centered. He's, he's got a lot of self-confidence, but he's not insane. He's just very centered. He knows what he's doing. He's focused. I, he's I not, will say, I have a worry about Israel, to be honest. That he is, on. and you say he's not insane. I don't think he's going insane. That sounds ridiculous. But I do worry that kind of the fame might be starting to get to him a little bit. Really, have you noticed things? Just some things, yeah. I don't. I can't put my finger on what it is, and I hope I'm wrong because I do like him. I, I don't know what it is. I hope I'm wrong. I just feel like there's been a slight shift in him recently. I haven't, some I haven't of noticed the videos I've it. seen, and hmm. hopefully I'm wrong. Um, but I do. I agree with you, Sue, about the kind because now we're talking. Then now we're talking the difference between. Um, kind of sports and violence and martial arts for me martial arts does still have that kind of spiritual yes ethic that sort of softer that ability to yin and yang i know it's a bit cheesy but it is that it isn't just about who can be the most aggressive no. who can well, in the name from. right it's martial and art yeah but but mma has a lot a lot of the time you don't think of martial arts no. in mma anymore no i mean i know that sounds a ridiculous thing to say but they're almost set you almost think they're separate things and they almost are two separate things so when you see someone bringing in that kind of martial arts ethic and i do believe in martial arts there's a degree of softness the yes. ultimate aim is to learn skills but also to go to someone else's dojo and have you know camembert and tea it's it's that <laughs> sort of you want to you want to be nice as well. It isn't all about the smash. And I do realize also we're talking as we're, we're a bit older. You know, we're not young athletes anymore. I understand that. And there's that whole kind of testosterone thing. But I just think that softness is just I like it. I like that. I like to. And I just think it's good. It's good. It's it's calming for the fighter. It enables them to fight better and to do what Bolt did, for example, is just settle himself down rather than just be so consumed with his smash, which is what I feel happened to Jan. And um, Hamza, mm. I think they were so consumed with their aggression that they they actually yeah. under underachieved, right? Yeah. And Whereas, then you got go on. Sorry, sorry. No, no. Sorry, I was about to interrupt you. Please carry on. But then, but then the likes of the Volkus, who you quite rightly said is just a little bit more grounded, or a lot more grounded, just a little bit more humorous. And I like I like you say generous spirited. I love that, and I think that makes a massive difference in performance. Yes. It does. Um, I mean, I, I know that Khabib's, you know, was certainly one of my favourites. Um, and, you know, obviously he's rooted in a very different place, being a very religious person. But, you know, the fact that his mother basically said, please don't fight anymore. And he said, yes. And and you look at that and you could hear that from so many people and, and think, really? You're going to do what your mum wants. Yeah. But from someone like that, you'd be like, yeah, of course, of course, because it's it's not an excuse. It's just this is me and this is how it is. I'm not excusing it or explain. This is this is the truth. Mm, yeah. They're very no, grounded absolutely. in themselves. They know who they are. And when he says he's going to smash someone, it's just I know that this is what is going to happen. Not angry about it. I'm just yeah. going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's good. That's good. And point. Uh, and Volk in the in the ring is just so focused. When I look at his face, he is just it's one hundred percent focus on this is the job I'm going to do. Mm. Yeah, my, my you, you know Volk comes from a rugby background, and I've said from the start that my view is he's as good as he is because he doesn't come from an MMA background, because yeah, he right. brings something else to the yeah. table. To the, to and the I, table, I know yeah. firsthand the 
toughness and attitude of rugby from my own boy playing high yeah. level, right? And I and because there's that culture of humor. If you go on the rugby stuff now and look at any of Joe Marler's posts, he's basically most of his reels about him wandering up and down the plane, kissing his teammates who are asleep and then waking up to having this big hairy guy kissing him. It's, but my point, there's that whole humour ethic behind it. And you can feel that in uh, Volkanovsky, can't you? And I think that's really healthy. And I think it's because he doesn't come from MMA particularly is why he's like that. His work ethic, everything. Um, mm, that's yeah. my feel. And because he's an Aussie. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah I mean, there's, you know, look at all the team around him, just that kind of level of humour. And it's, um, I think there's a lot of great things there. Yeah. We're talking about him anyway. So let's jump, on. Let's do it. jump into the fight, shall we? Yeah. Um, I, I thought he was just incredible. I thought it, it, just the approach, he was so measured, so he knew what he was going to do. Like I said earlier, he, he was like, I'm going to finish this guy, but I'm not going to chase it. It's going to come. It's just a case of when. Like, I know exactly what I need to do. He's going to get finished. And that's that. And it was, I just thought it was brilliant. I, I had, I just, I, I was watching it. I had my, I had my notebook with me and I just wrote flawless. Mm. I just, I, yeah. I didn't know what else to say. It was the most perfect example at every level, mind, body, spirit, right? Tactics, techniques of a fight I have seen. And Korean zombie is, is no mug, right? Um, oh God, and, no. Just, yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing that touched me most, more than anything else, which Sue kind of speaks to kind of the mindset, really. At the beginning, oh, I think it was round four. Round four. Three, I think it was four. Yeah, he basically four. went, oh, you're right. Do you yeah, still want to do You're good, bro. You're good. <laughs> do you, wanna, you sure you want to do this? Did you see <laughs> and the press after, conference afterwards? Uh, and then after when he waited for the whole cage to clear so that he could let... Um, Korean zombie out first. I just that those sort of things for me um, mean more to me as a martial artist, as an athlete. Than any, I'm more I'm more fascinated by the mindset than the skills. I think the skills are easy enough, right? I mean, jab, crop, whatever. Really, well, it's the mindset I've, I'm passionate about and the spirit, and that for me sold. If I didn't like Volkanovski before, which I did, but yeah. if I didn't, the way he treated um, Korean zombie at the end of his fight, then. Mm then that was the turn. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, it speaks to his character a lot that he's, yeah. um, you know, and I, I definitely stick to generous spirit. He, he absolutely has one. I agree with you. I think it's a brilliant, perfect description. Generous spirit, very much so. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of his technical, uh, his physical skills, what I really loved about this fight and it, the way he fights in general is it's not basic. It is basic. It is. In terms basic. Of, it is, but it's at such a high level. Yeah, it's just so fundamentally sound. Like every all the strikes he did, there was nothing flashy, there was nothing fancy. It was just super technical, and on a surface level, it looks basic. When you look deeper, obviously there is a lot of advanced stuff going on. But what well, I mean, compare it to someone like Israel, where it is very flashy and it is you know, it's very different. I just love that he was just so direct, just fundamentals. I would even argue, and people people get all freaked out when they, they hear, oh, your style's basic. I would even argue that when you investigate it, there isn't much advanced stuff going on. 
Okay. Right? It's basic, it's fundamental, and it's bloody brilliant. Mm. And that is great. So it's high-level all... execution. High-level yes. execution yes. Of, yeah. of, yeah. of fundamental good, yeah. good technique. Yeah. And we get and, and Roger's always talking about this with basics in, you know, you look at his game, it's based on high-level foundations. And people get hung up on, oh, we need to add this. Actually, you don't. You need to do the, what you do at a, as you said, so at a high level yeah. of execution, it doesn't have to be flashy. It doesn't yeah. have to be complex. It just has to be done really, 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 really well. Like, you know, to have, was it? Yeah, just that time. And I, I, lo I love to see that. I love to see that. And I love when Volk says, I'm not the most gifted athlete. I'm just working, training, trying to be better every time. And his stuff is simple. You look at it and go, it's not, you're right, it's nothing flashy. What I love is how he really overcame that reach advantage it was a massive reach advantage but it was significant oh yeah and you made it was like it wasn't there no it was wasn't even an issue it wasn't even an issue and i i did what did i message you and i said oh he's been training with matt jardini so he did your takedown that you showed us last <laughs> you week. did you did you told yeah, me i, I went out there and showed them <laughs> yeah i thought I you did out. <laughs> but you see, though, what I'm saying is there are just solid basics. And, and I only showed you not because I invented some great thing, because we no. found out our limitation of strikers. We also then found out what worked. Get yeah. close enough, lean down, go. Boom. Easy. Mm -hmm. Because fundamentals are the same no matter what art you're in. Uh, he, Yeah, I thought that was absolutely flawless. Yeah. Masterclass. Yeah. Masterclass. It, it really he, was. He doesn't get the respect he deserves, I don't think. He's the most underappreciated champion there is. Do you think that will be the case now? I'm not sure it will be the case. I hope now. not. I really hope not, because I can't see how anyone can look at that and say, I mean, where is he in pound for pound? I think he's number three. Two. Is he two now? And Usman's one. I mean, when you... But you know he fought at middleweight, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, and the Madness. Only, the only fight he's lost is at welterweight. Is at welterweight. Because he was like, as a rugby player, something like 200 pounds. 200 pounds. He was, he was 200 pounds. Yeah. yeah. Same. Big, but Madness. not an overweight 200 pounds, like a big. Oh, like no. We're talking rugby, right? So they're different. And Australian rugby, not Australian rules. He played union, yeah. but the standard is massive. Compe competition yeah. in Australia is mm. massive. Um, so yeah, he was, it was, it was really, really good. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see where he goes. I know, I think he wants the Holloway fight, doesn't he? Just, just to kind of say, because I know a lot of people said Holloway won the second, and I did at first, but re-watching it, you can definitely see that he maybe won the first couple of rounds and then in the later rounds, Volk took it. Yeah, yeah. So I think he wants to get that fight, because it was supposed to be Holloway this time, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. When was that cancelled? Because I can't remember how It was far. a while ago. It was, it was a while, because this, this has been Korean Zombie for as long as I could remember, and yeah, then I yeah, remember yeah. going, actually, this was Holloway. It was supposed point. to be Holloway. Yeah. He got injured, didn't he? Do you know what happened to him? He hurt his ankle, I think. It was something to do with his ankle. Oh. But then a couple of weeks after the fight was changed, it came out and he was like, actually, I'm good now. So if Zombie pulls out, then I'm back. Oh, really? Which is why I think Volk was kind of like, well, did you really want to fight me again? Or yeah. No, I don't doubt that he had an injury because Holloway, I don't think, is anyone that shies away from a fight. No. Um, so I, I would like to see the third. I do really like Max. I, I'm a, I like Max Holloway. Stuff. Watching that fight, I I don't see how he beats Volk, to be honest. No. You need more no, people was, in um, MMA. What's that say? Need more people in UFC. 
Yeah, I mean, well, did but you there, see there, the... and, there, and there will be. There's no. Yeah. That's the thing why the UFC is so far ahead of the other promotions is because they have such a deep pool of people mm. constantly coming through. Coming right? through. Right now, we've got a you know, like a few months ago, we we couldn't think of these new stars. Now we're talking about them, and you know, this will be the same thing in another three months or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're just mm. coming through. It's on everyone's lips now. MMA, really. Yeah. I wonder see... if the reason Volk doesn't get the um, credit he's due. I'm wondering, this just off the top of my head, as I'm seeing here now. Do you think it's because the majority of people, it's an American market, excuse me, American market, and they just don't get him as an Australian? It's like, like Brit humor, Australian humor. Oh, I wonder if it similar. doesn't yet translate. Yeah. Yeah. Very possibly. You might be right. You might be right. Um, so I think on. My overall feel of 273, I just think the pay-per-views are getting better and better and better. I know London, by the way, which we said was the best card, wasn't the pay-per-view. But I just I just think it's really great matchmaking. The shows are they're just, are just seeing some stuff which yeah. I think is brilliant. The yeah. standard. I mean, but this is natural, right? This, is, this was always going to happen. It's re- reached a threshold where the level of professionalism of MMA is just outstanding. Yeah. It's, it's outstanding, isn't it? Mm. Just a real pleasure to watch. Yeah. It was it was it was a pleasure to watch. It was really, really was. Which was your favorite fight of the whole night watching? Or which were your tops? Just for whatever reason, enjoyed them, whatever. For me, it was it was Vulcan Zombie. Just for Volk's performance. Mm. I know everyone's saying the fight of the night was Burns and Chemayev, which in terms of just to feel violence perspective then yeah okay fair enough but in terms of just a, a master class of technical ability mm. watching volk was just like I, I i will watch that fight over and over again because i think there's so much to learn from it mm. and like like you said Matt, because it's basic you can learn from it you can immediately watch that fight and go i can take that and i can try yeah. it tonight I don't yeah. need to learn anything super fancy and you know ridiculously technical. I can I just agree. I can take that. I can chuck it in my sparring tonight and see if I can do it. Yeah, yeah. Because like Aljo, for example, that transition. Oh, you ain't doing that, that crab transition. You'd never get. No, that's an, that's an Aljo. I, yeah. I I I was just looking back through this card, and I think I completely agree with you. I think uh, Balkan Korean Zombie, I would go as my top fight, just for pure. Guts and blood, uh, Burns and Shemaev. Yeah, I think I mean exactly the same for the same reasons as well. What about you, mm-hmm. Sue? Uh, Volkanovski, absolutely, is my is my favourite, as you say. And I, I, again, I'm always embarrassed by what I don't know about this. <laughs> so I just hadn't understood that there was a lot of really basic stuff in it. I was just completely impressed by it. So I'm going to go back and watch that a few more times, as I do. Um, go back and watch fights and the other one that I really 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 love that I'm going to go back and watch is Mackenzie and Tisha again yeah Yeah. Um, Yeah. just I just love that I just want to watch that for the relentlessness that Mackenzie has Um, and and watch that because that is fire blanket 101 she basically created that risk and then you are as I said earlier you either well one the the uh, you end up getting taken down or controlled that's that's from Mackenzie's point of view or two you do which is still negative and defensive you do what Torres did which is just get on your bike all day which can never you can never then be an attack threat 
and you're running off and it leaves you the decision or three, which you didn't see here because Torres says, I don't think is quite that. She's not good enough to do that. You then be that much better than the grappler and your, but your striking has to be on those buttons we spoke about so on point. And yeah. then, you know, uh, McGregor, Aldo, but it's rare because it's so high. It's such hard, it's hard work. You've yeah. got such a small area to hit that your you, the, the numbers will always be, in my opinion, the stats will always be on the grappler side because the body's bigger to grab hold of. Mm. If if they're a good grappler, I mean, not you know, not an average, oh, high level, yeah. not someone who just reaches out. We're talking someone who knows what they're doing. Mm. Mm. And there, and it was right on display there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We're back. We're back. And now we're going to talk to Matt again. Yeah, Matt's back as well. <laughs> Matt's back again. I'm back. Overall, then, out of ten, what would you give it? Mm, 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 nine out of ten. Mm. That, bo- that bottom one, the Madsen and Pichel thing was okay, so that stopped it being a tenner. I'd say nine out of ten. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'm giving it a nine out of ten just because yeah. of the absolute masterclass. Um, but I didn't have the, you know, all the bells and whistles and the excitement of the London one. No, there wasn't as many kind of like flash knockouts, was there? No, no, there wasn't. All the, the hype and everything. It was like an exciting show, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but this one was just, it was just so good. I, you know, I would go a long way to watch Volkanovsky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It would be interesting. It would be massive for him to... I don't know when it'll happen because of their restrictions, but for him to fight in Australia, you can imagine. Did you the see crowd. the post-fight press conference? And well, Dana like, said no. And yeah, he was like, "No, like, bloody oh, word about that, mate. We'll have a chat about that. That's <laughs> not bloody happening. We're going to Australia, mate. Going to Australia. <laughs> fighting fucking Australia. And I love that bloke. Yeah, and he's potentially going to move up to lightweight. Depending... I have literally no doubts. No, because you, you know. You can see him doing that. And you, I can see him being very competitive, more than competitive at that level as well. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. We said he, he's even, he's only lost at welterweight and he'd also won fights at welterweight. I mean, yeah. that's massive. Insane. That's insane. But uh, yeah, no, that'll be, that'll be interesting. I think you'll, yeah, you'll, it will clear out this division, which is years and then um, yeah, go up. Hmm. Yeah. So is that us for the UFC? I think that's it. I think we've covered it. I think we've given the definitive commentary. Yeah, just no. one UFC thing. That if we were to, if because of course one of the points of this is for us to take out as martial artists and karate and jiu-jitsu or whatever, taking out something that we can take back into our own training. What one thing would you all take? back from watching this and analyzing going oh, i'm going to try and put that in my game is there anything simplicity mm. and just high level basics just what again watching volk and banging on about it but just that idea of you don't need to be flashy just have your game and get it to a high level yeah even the takedowns he did they like you said they weren't super flashy takedowns it was just I'm going to get hold of you. I'm going to put my weight down, trip you and you're down, and then I'm going to beat you up. And then we'll stand up and I'll do the same thing again if I need to. If not, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah. Just absolutely. Just the idea of, yeah, just basics, but to a very high level. 
We need another word for basics done to a high level because for some reason, basics makes them sound sound, like they're not valuable. I know. Where actually they're golden. They are. Fundamentals. Fundamentals done to a high level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. No, I agree. Yeah. Sue, what would you take? I don't know if I could say one thing. Um, What I'm taking from, from all of them, as I say, I always try to link together the people that I really like is focus as you said as well the fundamentals done to a high level concentrate on the fundamentals don't try and make it complicated Mm. and build little chains of of things so that you can you know if i do this then i can if and then if and then you know so go for the leg if it doesn't work go for this if it does work then do this and then do that so build little chains Mm. of of things to follow on and i think that's where i'm get, starting to get to now yeah to be honest yeah. with you but you have to get the first things the first thing so i'm i'm getting starting to get slightly better at takedowns now that i'm getting a handful that i know how to get to from yeah. the place that i'm in so as those go then i'm learning to then learn to take a little bit of control on the ground so nice. I'm building, starting to build those chains now, I think. You are, yeah. Absolutely. Nice. But I feel that's where I am with that. So, yeah, I think that's where I am. That's quite exciting. I've just noticed where I am on the map. Put the pin in. But it helps, that's, doesn't that's it, sweet. to compare it against the pros. That's why watching so, MMA is such a good thing, because it, it really does help, even though obviously we're not that standard but it still helps to watch the pros. But it really helps to talk about about it and unpack and unpick it mm. unpack it with other people who know more and different things mm. than you do so that they can show you things like you've just shown you guys have shown me so much just as as we've unpacked all those fights that i go oh yeah of course that was there i didn't see that you don't see it because you don't know it's there yet mm. yeah 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 no, absolutely so, what about yeah. you matt what did you take um i obviously the I've always, I've believed in basics to a high level for a long time. I try and I try and do that with my game where possible. So for me, the thing and probably the weakest part of my game are my uh, is my wrestling to take down. So it, okay. you'd have fun to pick something. So and I, and the Sterling's one. And actually, <clears throat> going back to uh, Madsen's, Madsen did this earlier in his fight. The chaining takedowns. You take one as they rebalance. You take the other. Take the third. By the third, they're down. And again, going back to using another sport, watching um, Gordon Ryan do that all the time, the chaining one to the other to the boom. And suddenly it's, and it's, and it's not just relentless, not bloody minded relentless. It's understanding that they have to have their balance one way. Therefore, you know where that arm and that leg's going to be. And you know, their balance has to, so therefore you can shift. So it looks like you're looking into the future. It's not, it's just, you, you know, if you understand mechanics, you know what a human will do to rebalance themselves, therefore attack that one. So yeah, though that stuck out for me. That's what I'm drilling at the moment in my kind of game, which is more kind of wrestle takedown heavy because it's my weakest mm. part, I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not terrible, but it's not my, you know, I'm not going to be winning golds for my takedowns this week. Okay. So yeah, those. Interesting. Shall we, while we're here, talk about your recent trip briefly? Because mm. you came okay. to visit us. 
I did. Since the last I, time I was we spoke. so brilliant to meet you in person because, of course, we've just shared this kind of virtual relationship, which I'm very grateful for, but there's something about the, the real thing. Mm. Well, uh, can I correct that? You didn't come to visit us. You came to visit your family and you stopped to see us on the way. Just to make that clear to everyone, Matt didn't travel halfway around the world just to come and see us. <laughs> Nor would we expect you to. So I just want to make that clear. Um, but yeah, no, it, we, we loved it. Thank everyone you. did, uh, honestly. Uh, Joe had many, many emails, text messages saying how much they enjoyed it. Um, oh, thank you. I'm glad. And it was, it was wonderful. Yeah, wonderful to meet you in person. It was great to have you teach a class. Mm. It was it a was... masterclass. I would say that was a masterclass. Oh, super. But it was so nice to, I mean, kind of that's the thing um, I feel behind the conversations on karate the whole thing is that people sharing ideas we know mm. that martial arts can be quite uh, polarized right people can be stand in one camp and say we know it all and i think that you guys and i think that i'm trying to where possible trying to trying to get people to see the commonalities and to work together and more than that just to get on and not be competing but learning from each other yeah. yes we're competing not competing against each other and learning from each other and yeah. so being welcomed by you guys into the firstly onto the cast and then uh, into your into your club as well was just uh, i mean it's, that's the epitome of that and so it was an app every second is an absolute pleasure because then it's now just sharing information and we all get better from it right mm. i mean that's the Definitely. other thing we make friends yeah. pr for me firstly martial arts aside <laughs> you make more friends first we yeah. even made a random Kyokushin friend in a restaurant. We <laughs> did. That, that was, was, that was so cool. So, so, so like, okay. So we got a new, a new so big guy. I'll explain that. Quickly. Lifted us all up by one hand. Didn't he? he was, he was awesome. We was, it was sat, lovely. We were sat eating before. Well, just after you got there. And this, this, we were talking about martial arts as four martial artists tend to do sat around the table <laughs> and this this older guy and his wife come over and he goes i hear you talk about martial arts i'm a kyokushin guy Mike goes oh funny so am i <laughs> and then yeah, we are, and, and, but that but that's that's what i love about the open martial arts community if it, if it stops kind of bitching and moaning it just joins and you end up with with global friends and also when you get on the mats it's just really pleasant Mm. You end up having fun and you get to, sometimes you get to share some information and most times you get to kind of absorb some information. It ends up just being a very positive learning experience. And I'm, I'm very grateful for coming mm. out. Thank you very much. And also, can I just compliment you massively on just what an awesome class you put together. It was so, it was so on time. Like uh, the whole yeah. thing you did, I really yeah. like the way that you structure your classes. I love that you had everyone sit in a circle repeatedly i loved that you um got everyone to, uh, to share halfway through the class and at the end of the class what they'd just taken mm. from the part that they learned um that was that was really good i love that so i love that sitting in a circle rather than a line lines um yeah i love that because i've got no problem with sitting in a line but it was very different to sit yeah. In yeah. a circle, it's Just a different. With, it's a different feeling. So circle, very for different. Me, then about it's not about me giving. It's about sharing information. Yeah. So it becomes the fire, central fireplace of so the theme. The fireplace is whatever we're all working on, and around that circle, of course, there will be people with different levels of experience. 
So in that way, so we're all, yeah, but, but other than that, we're all equals. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, um, but no, thank you. And as far as the, um, I, I'm a massive believer. I, I love teaching. I love teaching. I can tell because you, I was, you are a very good teacher. Very but, good. I, but, but I do believe teaching is such an important, so learning and teaching is such an important thing that to not do it with your whole focus and preparation disrespects the art of teaching and the student and the teacher. So <clears throat> like when you go to a, a traditional school, and like bearing in mind that Sherry, so my wife is a head of early years. So she's a, you know, so you see, proper teaching if you like yeah. and you see the amount of planning and preparation that goes in yeah. and, and I'm just going to describe this as one one thing care into the lesson now my only issue if I'm to have one with martial arts is because it's mostly a hobby sport an unprofessional from a teaching point of view an unregulated unprofessional thing is you yeah. get a lot of people teach who are not really considering teaching 100 percent you know, hundred percent, and, and myself that included my in that, by the way. And, I, and by the way, I have been in those classes yeah. where people, you just go, you just made that when you come through the door. How does that benefit me? Yeah. You know nothing. I understand that in a group, you can't appeal to everyone, or you have to appeal to everyone. So therefore, it's a bit general. I got it. I get the problems, but if if you've made it up when you come through the door. That's just disrespectful mm. to your students, to the time and the dojo, to everybody. So take a moment to think about where would I like to take this group? How do I do it? What's best for everyone? Yeah. And I just, mm. I, that's, that's my only bugbear is a lot of teaching in martial arts is just not that high level. Yeah. Not, I'm not suggesting I am, but it just not even thought about. No, it. well, I mean, I, I would suggest you are for sure. Um, I definitely am not, but I'm trying to get there. One thing I like, I, I will start taking things from the way you structured the class because I thought it was brilliant. The idea of asking people what they took. So, so Harry, for example, said the first, I really like training with everyone else. We don't normally do that. So yeah, like the next couple of classes that I taught was right. We're going to swap partners, but I wouldn't have known that if you hadn't have asked the question no, we, and because he, he wouldn't have come up and just said it. Exactly. So that was a really, really good, I've done that. That's what I used to do in, in schools a lot. In fact, one of my big things also is five seconds, find a new partner, go. And, they, and their job, you know, I said in the class that in life, we're often drawn towards the people we know and like because yeah. it's comfortable. No one wants to go. Here's the thing in, in, in um, schools, right? And again, I've learned a lot, by the way, from Sherry. Children find a partner. That's why I don't partner people up. I get them to find a partner. Because I also believe that life is about taking responsibility. So in schools, for example, you'll get that child who stands there going, I can't find anyone. Rather than me partner up, I go sit out then. And at first it's like, after the third time that child has missed the boat because I refuse to step up for them, they find a partner. Mm. Now, sometimes they steal another partner, which is fine. That's another conversation. But it's about stepping up. So now you start to go, oh, life's not coming to me. I have to go and get it. But I'm shy. Then get over it. Oh, okay. And suddenly, now we have a new experience. We have someone who realizes, actually, I can take life. In fact, I'm expected to take life rather mm -hmm. than just wait for life to come to me. Because I don't think it 
does. I'm, I'm not uh, a cynic at all. I, I'm, I think I'm quite a positive guy, but I think you have to go after love, not the other way around. So that's yeah. so a lot of that. And of course, then you've got the purely uh, useful thing of changing partners. You get different body types because you know, wow, that's longer than me, or or you know, can't get near Harry's legs a bit tall, or you know, or, or Finn is uh, okay. I've got to be he's a little bit quirky, so I just got to watch watch him a little bit. You know, whatever whatever it may be. Um, yeah. is you get to make those adjustments which is the same as fighting yeah mm-hmm. and there's there's several benefits in doing that as, as far as me as a student is concerned it takes the anxiety out of I don't I, I can't find the person that I want to partner with yeah yeah because you know you're going to be changing partners exactly so it doesn't matter no so it's okay you can just go to the first person and crack on because you'll yes. be moving through so actually it's anxiety reducing for me yeah. That's nice. <laughs> I like that. And also then it increases the stress because you know you're going to have to go up against that person who frightens you. But you also know you're going to go up against someone who doesn't frighten you, but you can help. Exactly. So You know, so you're going to, you know, you're going to partner with the 10 year old and you're going to partner with the big guy who's going to hit you harder. And you, you're going to get that mix through your class. And it's that regulation, by the way. So there are a number of things. So from a martial arts point of view, it's not just about taking, right? Sometimes our role, so I I call it the three ponds. Sometimes your job is to be the big fish in a small pond. And sometimes that's just a bit to test all your new subs on a white belt who has no chance of defending them. So it's like a semi real time, but also to teach. Sometimes your role is teacher and and the the big fish. Sometimes your role is to be smashed is to be the smallest fish in the pond, right? And so that you learn just because you've been overwhelmed. And sometimes, and this is where the most pressure is, is to fight your peers, equals, where you should both win. There's no excuses, you're both 50. Oh, okay. Well, you you both compete every month, oh, okay. So now now it's all about nerves. And I think when you change in a group, you you are constantly those changing fish and you get to be the different things. Like I saw you, Sue, help it teaching people. And then other people will teach you. And I, for me, that is martial arts. It's the mm. sharing of information. It's the taking of information. And then sometimes it's two people coming together, looking at each other and go, I don't know either. Let's just, let's do it and see. Yeah. And then, then it becomes a kind of very much a journey rather than a class, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it's an amazing, it was an amazing class from you. Yeah, I awesome. enjoyed it so much. Thank you. Oh, One thing I, I, I enjoyed um, every second. I, I really like, without the running the risk of um of us just throwing compliments at Matt for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, we must be careful. <laughs> well, no, one one to... thing I thought was was just really good was, and I noticed this immediately was how after five minutes you had everyone's name. So and I this was like, is Sherry's. This is Sherry. It was brilliant. Because it's the most question, important well, thing in a teaching is to know people's names, right? Mm. My Sherry, one thing I, I, she is one of the most exceptional teachers I know. She knows a class of 38 people's names by the end of the first day of term, right? And research goes into that people link their uh, egos and psychologies to their name more than anything else. And how many times have you been in something where someone's forgotten your name and you were mm. like, that's really actually just pissed me off. <laughs> and so you can touch someone and make friends by just taking the time. Now, I know it's not easy. Sometimes you have to have little tricks. I try and link a quirk or something to everyone, right? But if you go around, and again, if you care enough or, or you know the, know the trick, you just go, 
name is really important. To say, Sue, that was a great takedown is better than, oh, nice takedown. Yeah. Or, oh, good strike, man. Greg, loved it. I love the way you turned your hand over on the front. Bang. Tiny things that you don't know are going on. When someone uses your name, suddenly now we're in the same camp. We're friends. Yeah. And you're much more likely to listen now mm. than if I'm yeah. just, Purple Belt, can you just come over here? I just need a new partner. What the fuck you, Purple Belt, nothing. But I have yeah. a, like Fred, it would, would have been okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? it, and, and it, it does. It does make you feel um, good as a student really good when you're yeah. you know suffering and struggling and trying to do something and it's not working when somebody says nice work sue exactly. nice nice strike sue you're kind of all of a sudden you start going oh really me yeah. thank yeah. you yeah it does make <laughs> it's there's a teaching trick I, I call the omnipotent voice so it's how to control a big group yours wasn't a big group but a big group particularly of children <clears throat> where you can't be everywhere at once you'd have an assistant of course but where you you control a group and the way you do the omnipotent voice is you catch someone across the room fred nice shot boom suddenly the whole world goes how did he see me from across the room mm. now the whole group feels watched right so then you're like oh okay and that's what you want. You want where possible your group to feel like. And I, I was taught in my tennis days to at least on a round of technique, get round to every single person in the group and talk about that. Ted, even if it's only nice, just move your foot there. I like that, whatever it may be. Uh, at least once I try and sweep the room twice through each technique. If I can, that's not always possible depending on the size of the class. Mm. Because, and it just comes down to one thing, everyone's there to learn, have shown up, made the effort <clears throat> to have their tea, come to class. So they want to, they want some instruction. So yeah. it's our job as teachers. So I think teaching is a very, 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 I'm often more tired after teaching than training because training is all about me, right? It's selfish. It's just, it's just, this is what I want, what I need. Teaching is about trying to meet everyone's needs. But I like that. I like, I like that. But it kept, but but you you have to be on it for the whole hour and a half or whatever the class is. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, you guys, you you guys love you, Greg. I mean, you can see it. You can see the energy. You will have done all this. We're just talking this for anyone who's listening. But um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I learned a lot from for, uh, about just about how to teach from your session, even even still, because I've never had like you say, it's I'm regular. I've never been on a this is how to teach a martial arts class course. No. You just no. you, here's your black belt. Go teach the fucking white belts. Okay. Exactly. Right. And, and then people are left to sink or swim. And if they're interested yeah. in teaching, they'll they'll study. I mean, I, I was lucky because I came remember out of tennis through teaching exams. Um, so I had formal kind of teaching. And then from that, I'm just fascinated with teaching. So study and I love the psychology of teaching and education and communication actually which is the same as writing it's the same thing and, mm. and I, I just find that i just find it really really uh, presenting to you know this it's it's the same thing it's all kind of levels of teaching and communication and getting your ideas over and i just find it really fascinating it's basically mm. the highest levels of hum, human communication yeah mm. yeah but it's yeah it's fun but it was oh. it was awesome to to have you over well, did we hit fire blanket and then kind of i put in an extra bonus of the kind of wrapping the roots yeah because yeah. you don't see that much that footlock offer you see a lot of takedowns off a grabbed kick yeah. but not a footlock yeah and i quite like that variation mm. i struggle to actually execute the the footlock but you know i will at some point try and practice it but what i really did take from that was just that takedown yeah 
because it's you know you can catch a kick and I do catch a kick so it's really good to have a takedown even if all you can do is the takedown just to make somebody question their kick absolutely that's it it doesn't matter what the finish is but yeah you're right if the if the point is to kind of make someone go what the hell has happened exactly Exactly. (laughs) it's steal it's steal someone's attack when someone attacks with their view in mind going oh this is what's supposed to put me up and when they suddenly find it reversed on them again it, you only need to put that seed of doubt in someone's mind mm. and they're not as effective when they stand back up. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It's all getting behind their eyes, that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But That's again, it. I think your your class was was um, you know, high level fundamentals. It's it's like it was simple stuff done really well. Practice them over and over and over again. And it, it looks like it's just magic. But when, yeah. when somebody really high level does something physical, it looks like magic. Looks like but it's I, really easy, doesn't it? It's like it, watching Roger it, Federer. It does. It looks like just this effortless thing. You too can just go swing a racket and things will, magical yeah. things will happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you two can just trip someone up and they just, you know, go across the room. But no, it was so good. The other thing as well, you mentioned about the um, fe- uh, feeding back. I will, I always... I've been in so many classes where by the time I got to the front door, I've just forgotten what it was about, right? Which mm-hmm. kind of is like, what a waste of time that is. Mm-hmm. That is literally a waste of time. So as a teacher, my goal is I want people to leave, even if they only leave with one thing. So I call it establishing learning, right? And if, if learning hasn't happened, then that's my fault as the educator. Mm. So that's why I constantly, I try and check at least three times, Right. What have you, what have you learned? Well, and it's just, rep- these are just, that's just, that's repetition. That's just NLP stuff. Boom. In. Mm. What have you got? Boom. Because, and what it does, it gives the student the responsibility that it is your responsibility to learn. It is my responsibility to teach. And yes, I feel I've come to do this, but it is equally your responsibility to bloody learn. So sit up, listen and pay attention. And again, you'll have with children, Uh, not always children but you'll go oh I don't know think then I never let someone off the hook I won't embarrass them right but I won't let them off the hook because if we can't remember something it means we're not engaged in the learning so now we're in a one-way relationship and and I don't like one-way relationships but once you've established the pattern uh, that you're going to be coming to them as people start to learn things they go must remember that for when exactly, he asked me in exactly. 10 minutes That's and so then when they leave about. so by the car park they've still got something in where in their head so their effort has been rewarded by what have you left with i've left with a new piece of information skill or tactic job yes, done clever. you'll win yeah nice. and that's and that's what i believe a teacher's role is we're in it when it's not teachers it's we're, we're in a relationship together it's like a marriage my job is to do the best I can, but it's your job to do the best you can to learn from me as well. And then you, what you find, and then, then I find if more than two people in your class did not understand what you've just said, that is the teacher's problem. Absolutely, yeah. Right? If there's a, sometimes if a couple don't get it, you know, and you know, you know some, some students are not watching, okay, fine. But if more than two people don't get it, then you have to adjust the technique you've taught or the way you teach it. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. But thank you. I loved it. And thank you for the compliments. That's very kind of you. Not compliments when it's true. (laughs) I'd love to, um, I'd love to do a, a, a podcast actually where we talk about, I think it'd be good to do a, maybe a, a podcast on teaching. 
yeah. how to teach how to teach because and what qualifications yeah. would be useful for um yeah, potential martial arts teachers because i'm always I, I literally i always ask sue i'm like i, I always ask sue like what, what was that good like what, what did you think i literally because because joe films everything he's literally filming everything I, I reckon he just i reckon he's got cameras up at his house he films so much but he um it means i literally i'll show helen i'll be like i know you could care less about martial arts but can you just watch this and if you were there do you think you'd be able to learn from the way i'm teaching nice. this so that's can, already the key is yeah. that you care enough to reflect on your work that's that's all that's already 90 percent of the game in my opinion mm. and you'd be amazed how few teachers bother oh really oh oh my god for a while right so um Jill Stevenson, what's her husband's name? Ray, Ray. They were putting, trying to put together the first formal, it was at Leicester University, uh, the first formal um, kind of BTEC uh, up to sort of a qualification for teachers, right? And we started, it, it never ended up doing anything because so few martial artists would sign up to a standard body teaching. That's a problem in itself. Yeah. Anyway, for a while, I was asked to be, while it was still going, an assessor. Because of my teaching background, they asked me, could you be an assessor for other teachers? So I would go into other clubs and assess how they did stuff. I cannot tell you how poor, dangerous, horrific, egotistical, the majority of teaching I came across. It was horrific, right? And I do believe there should be a standardized teaching model not telling you how to teach martial arts that's not what i'm suggesting no but some level of basic teaching um kind of method not methodology even but qualification it is essential you would not be allowed in any academic school without a qualification so why should you be allowed to teach martial arts without some degree now some people like yourself Greg, care enough then to do their own self-study helen can you tell me does this look okay great right and then those that's that's how i that's i came from there and obviously my tennis background but others i think they should go through that system and i think schools we started writing for my own school um a teaching the teachers program how we do a concept-based cool. syllabus for teaching the teachers. And then we have a website, the art of teaching children and all that sort of stuff. But it's, it's, it's absolutely essential. And I do think at some point martial arts should be standardized. Um, that will ruffle a lot of feathers because a lot of martial artists don't want to be put into a framework, but I think it's important. Mm. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a, we, 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 we'll do a, an episode on that. I think that'd be good. Yeah, and I think it would benefit a lot. Even to be honest, even for a selfish reason, it would it would benefit me. <laughs> so, yeah, we no, could do absolutely. before that. We could um, we could put the question out there before that. Um, what who who has teaching qualifications and who doesn't? And what what are you all finding? The benefits and the merits of that. And who as students has got teachers who have done those things? And how do yeah. you find it good mm. or bad? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We no, should no, try no, and I, put those questions out there. I agree. I think it's such a big, big, big topic. And, I, and it's really important. It's really, really important if we're going to um, upgrade the, the teaching in the martial arts and shorten the learning curve. It, yeah. isn't, it doesn't take that long to get good at martial arts. I'm sorry. It's, it takes that good well, when well, someone, it takes that long when someone goes, I show you this, go yes. practice 10 years, come right. back for next move. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not that long. It's not that tricky. Well, that's, again, I, I, that's why I loved 
we, you've spoken about your playing the game first thing, but yeah. having you do it and having having seeing it in person, I was just like, yeah, it makes so much sense. You, you half the shit that people did, I previously would have spent two weeks showing people. Me too, man. Why do I don't need to? Because they can do it without me showing them. Exactly. They're not idiots. Yes, exactly. Like, they're things that people don't need to be shown. Absolutely right. And you would argue that in showing them, you hamper the learning, hinder the hamper, hinder, hamper, hinder. Sue, which one is it? Is it either? Um, I, I think it would probably be hinder. hinder. In this you respect. hinder the learning process by showing too much because now you're yes. like thinking, you know, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. like when, have you ever done breathing exercises where you suddenly do yogic breathing and suddenly you can't breathe normally? You're like, I didn't, I was breathing okay. Now I've tried to breathe. No, no, no. Now I'm thinking about it. I can't do it. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And it's the same with techniques. Once you add too much, you add and you go, this, this kid didn't, or this guy, this girl didn't need this. Mm. Just tell them where we're going. They'll work yeah. out. You saw some of the things at your place, right? Yeah. Those kids were doing, and I talk about everyone, we're doing some really interesting stuff. None of us had showed them X guard and this and that. They just happened to find their feet there, give them an idea. And they can work their way around it. Mm. And like you said, if you see things that aren't working, that's when you go in and make the adjustments. Of course. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. It makes so much sense. But you see how it speeds stuff up as well. And you really you start to go, it doesn't take that long to get great. Actually, mm. that's a massive myth. What that is, that's based off people not really doing and not kind of considering how to shorten the curve. Every other, every other education system has shortened the curve of learning. <coughs> Why do we still need think you've got to go up and down lines for 10,000 hours? Because we all read Malcolm's book. Maybe, maybe there's a better way to this top of this tree. Yeah. You know, um, but that all comes from considered uh, teaching, I think. Just making an effort to just do it differently. Mm -hmm we will put that question out we will uh, we'll and we'll we'll, we'll 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 do an episode on that because i think we that'd will. be really good yeah would be, um, be um, yeah and we can have yeah that would be an interesting one i think mm. right, guys. it would it would we also have another one we were going to do as well we were on confidence confidence yeah and we will we will absolutely do that yeah lots as, to do as soon as i'm sure that it's the right thing to do yeah do one on confidence <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh yeah but you're you guys are doing that's that in um the confidence one i'll be interested in as well because that's his uh that's that's mostly solved by walking the walk because then you can go to bed and sleep happy with yourself at the end there's nothing worse than the voice in your head going i know i'm saying all this stuff but i'm just i'm not really a doer and yeah. when you are a doer even, even if that, it doesn't have to be a win. That's clear. I have to st stress that. But when you do, confidence already notches up. And you, you can't stop it because yeah. you just, you, you vibrate differently because your experiences come from a different place now. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's sometimes it's just identifying the difference between being confident in something and feeling good enough in yourself. Mm. Um, one of them is very, very internal and the other one can often be just related to skills or activities and, and they are different. Yeah. But, but the stepping in deals with both, deals with, deals, deals with skill and worthiness because by stepping in, 
your your the self-worth is already is also uplifted because mm-hmm. it goes oh i, I did something mm-hmm. right self-worth is about is about am i good is that once you've had enough of these back pocket experiences you there's a point where you go actually i am worthy to be alive because all these experiences say so and the only thing i needed to bring to this game was just to say yes get in and do it then the confidence and the skills comes as they develop. But that's almost a different thing. It's the self-worthiness that stops most people. It the is. self-worthiness is dealt with by going, yes, you might, yes. I'll no. do it anyway. <laughs> exactly. I'll do it anyway. Yeah. But, and that's um, it. But yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, that's that, I, amazing. I think we've, we've just covered so much. We have. So much. Thank you, Matt. What a Thank fantastic Thank you again. Yeah. episode, not just UFC, but confidence, self-worth and a masterclass in teaching. Yeah, wow. all of which will separate off into separate amazing episodes for the future when we yes. have you back, Matt. Thank you, guys. As ever, it's mm. lovely to see you both. And you. And uh, thanks again you. for visiting us on your trip to the UK. That was a pleasure. I um, loved it every second. We gonna, are we going to, are we back up for 2.30? What's the numbers? What was this? 237? 237? 273? 273. So 274 then. 274, yeah. I got my... What did I? 273. Are we back for 192.83? I'll see you back for 192.UFC 83. Okay, see you in 10 years. <laughs> we, yes, we will be. I, I'm happy to do these for as long as you're happy to do them. So I'm here. I'll sit and wait. Awesome. Cool. All right, you guys. Thank you, Matt. See you again soon. Yes, thank you everyone for listening and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Goodbye.